Hello and welcome to the Woo Woo Teachers Club, the podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Braham. I created this community for people just like me, soul-led people who have the privilege to educate and teach. I'm on a mission to uplift teachers with the power of mindset and manifestation so we can shine our true lights in our classrooms, raise the vibrations of our students, our school, our community and the generation as a whole. We are here to bridge the gap between all things school and the spiritual, the energetics into the education and all things woo. So if you're seeking more, join us where we will share with you inspirational stories, actionable steps and personal revelations of how raising your vibration can help you become a magnet to all of your deepest desires. Come with me on this journey so you can learn new things, laugh a little and feel inspired. Now, grab your coffee. It's time for the Woo Woo Teachers Club. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Woo Woo Teachers Club with me, your host, Sasha Braham. Today, well, as you can see, the title of this episode is My Student Was Mean to Me. But why this was actually a gift. So before we jump into that content, I just want to say it's February and firstly, we have said goodbye to January with 753 days, the longest month of the entire year. It's done and we have moved on to the month of love. Now, this is going to be the theme for the Woo Woo Teachers Club podcast this month. It's going to be about love. Now, when people think love, of course, we are talking about romantic love, but love could be self-love, love could be love for the universe, love could be love for animals, basically the feeling of love. And so this first episode in the month of February, where we have the theme of love, I'm going to, and some people might even say it actually was really aligned. So let me get into the juice here. Now, as I'm recording this, this incident happened last week, Friday. And to give you some context, the class are in my, are around 15, 16 years old. So they're in what we class as year 11. Now, this is the last year of school in that way. When they leave year 11, they move on to either going to college or sixth form. And so this student, I've been teaching her now for two years or almost two years. And so she's coming up to the end of her course. We are getting ready for exams in the summer. And that's it. That's it. Um, Previously, the student had had a really hard time with friendships and peer groups and even was being bullied at one stage. And I remember... Um, one after our lesson one day, I actually had to literally keep them in my classroom. So her and another student, I actually had to keep them in my classroom because another group of girls were threatening to have a fight with them outside. And it was just through my intuition, I kind of sensed there was something going on. And if I had let that girl leave at the end of the day, she would have been ambushed by a group of girls. And my intuition picked that up. And without knowing at the time, I said, please, let's just call this student Mary. Please, Mary, I want you to stay here. 
just wait at the end of the day for me. And the reason why, what when I explained the, inter, um, the incident, why it really hurt me was because the incident came from that girl. She was the person who I invested so many much time, energy, effort into. Would so often stay after after a lesson to have a quick chat to what on blah. And so for her to be so mean, horrible, I was really hurt that it came from that person. So anyway, let me get back into it. So it's Friday afternoon and I have this class right at the end of the day. And they are a challenging class. There's a lot of SEN needs. There's a lot of emotional needs, friendship issues. It's a class where if I'm being completely transparent, it's my most challenging class this year and the one that I least enjoy because I know it. it's constant. I feel like those who have been teaching for a long time always has one class that you enjoy the least, that you don't prefer. Now, what that means is not necessarily on an individual basis that you hate these children or you dislike them or anything like that. It just means that for me, I know that I've got to really psych myself up. I've got to have on my crystals to try and bat away their negative energy. By the time I finish the lesson, which is a double lesson, I feel like I'm so drained. I feel like, oh my God, thank God it's a Friday afternoon because I can go home. I don't have to do another lesson. I've had some classes like these over the years and you know, when they leave, when they graduate, it's like, oh, thank God that session, that period of time is over. So anyway, this is the class. There's high, high level needs, a lot of behavioural, emotional, a lot of things going on. But I digress. So this lesson, I'd obviously delivered the content and had set them a task to try and allow them to apply their knowledge in an interactive way. The task involved writing a script for a podcast to try and engage a target audience to what it is they were learning about. And the lesson itself, I was really happy with the lesson. I was content, it was structured really, really well. The tasks were engaging and I took a lot of effort in planning this lesson. So I was confident that the lesson had enough pace and enough activities which were varied to meet the needs of all the different people in the class. So I'd given the instruction that they were going to create this script and I even said that they can work quietly with the person beside them. So it was again a little bit more engaging. Now Mary had asked me to leave the classroom to go and use the bathroom and I said to Mary I now have a zero tolerance rule in my classroom to anybody needing to use the bathroom simply because they take advantage. So unless somebody has a medical need or has a pass to leave the classroom, you're not going anywhere. You're not going to the toilet. And the reason for that is since they came a year and a half ago, you let one person use the toilet, then it becomes, you become a toilet. It feels as though I became a toilet monitor. You can't go until this person comes back. And then this person, when this person comes back, you can go. And then before you know it, I've got a queue of eight people needing to use the toilet. 
Now, why that's annoying for me is I know that the rules across the school are generally you're not allowed to leave the classroom if you need to use the bathroom. You can go in your own time, before the lesson, after the lesson, but you're not going to leave unless, of course, you have a medical note, a medical excuse, etc. But that information would be communicated to us. And so I had already said no to two other people in the lesson. And, you know, they just went, fine, miss. They try their luck. They're trying their luck anyway, because most lessons, as I said, they're not allowed to. I learned my lesson. I did allow them at one stage to go. And then I had a zero tolerance. You're not leaving. So Mary had asked me to use the bathroom. And I said, no, I'm sorry, you can't use the bathroom. But actually, we only have about 25, 30 minutes left of the lesson. And so you can go afterwards. That wasn't good news for Mary. And Mary was really annoyed with me. And I could tell that because her energy changed. And as I was walking off, she had mumbled some things under her breath, rolled her eyes, you know, that typical 15, 16 year old annoyed behavior. Anyway, pretty much didn't care, really, really didn't care and kept on moving, circulating the room, checking on progress, etc. Now, it just so happened that I was circulating the room and happened to be opposite Mary or opposite where Mary was sitting. And my hearing isn't amazing. I've got quite poor hearing. But what I did hear and see, I saw Mary with the person beside her looking at her screen and they muttered some words. And within those words, I heard them say, manifestation expert. What is she manifesting? And then I heard some other context. But I didn't fully hear it because our eyes made contact and she'd obviously realised I'd heard what she said. So I went back round to circulate to see what was going on. I went back to Mary and her partner and said, look, Mary, what did you say? Oh, nothing, miss. I didn't say anything. I said, Mary, I actually heard you. So I want you to be honest and be mature and tell me what you said. I didn't say anything, miss. And then, of course, the tone, you know, that rude, suggested, I'm not very happy, aggressive kind of tone came out. So I said, "Okay, can you show me your search history, please? No, I'm not showing you my search history. Why do you want to see it? Mary, what we're not going to do is have an argument. I've asked you a question and you've got two options. The option that you show me your search history or the option that you don't show me, you refuse my, my request, and then I have to go to IT, send emails, inform the person who's in charge of that whole year group that I deem that this person, I deem Mary to be doing something inappropriate on the computer, can we check her search history? I would much prefer if you were just honest and show me what you were searching. Well, I'm not gonna show you, so you're gonna have to look anyway. Go and email IT. Oh, Mary. So I walked off. I went to my computer desk. I sat down and I started to type out an email to request what had been searched on Mary's account. Now, as I said, I did hear manifestation expert and it wasn't relevant in the context of what we were talking about or what we was learning. Now, even more so is I had recently changed my profile to include the words manifestation expert. 
Now, something, again, in my intuition, this is my intuition plays such an important role in me being a teacher because a lot of my experiences involve me just feeling, having some kind of knowing. I suspected that when I had said no to Mary, she had Googled my name and obviously my podcast and my social media would have come up. And within that, she would have read Manifestation Expert. So long story short, I had received a reply from the IT support. And of course, they saw that I had been Googled and even the link to my podcast. She might even be listening to this now. And I was really hurt, a bit embarrassed, very self-aware, self-conscious. But it didn't stop there because Mary and her side, her partner, had continued to snigger, had continued to look at me, turn around and then laugh. And then when the end of the lesson came, her and she went, she stayed behind to talk to a couple of her friends outside of my classroom. And then all of a sudden, all four of them turned around to look at me and laughed and then ran away. And they kept doing that. And I thought to myself, okay, we have a problem. We have a huge problem. Because in that moment, I felt really, really triggered. I was triggered with why are they talking about me? What are they saying? How dare they? I was hurt. I was annoyed. I was pissed off, really. And I thought, I'm going to use the British slang here, is you nasty piece of work, actively trying to be horrible. And actually, if I was 20 years younger, I would this would be considered bullying. And then the alarm bells went off internally. Luckily for me, it was the end of the day on a Friday. And I sat down at my desk and I just took a few minutes to decompress. And I asked myself, why am I so triggered by this little girl? Because that's what she is. She's a child who has looked at something online about me where I'm not even being rude, being disrespectful. I'm not carrying myself in any way that would be distasteful or inappropriate for a teacher. The only thing possibly she could see online is me, pictures of me, which she she clearly knows what I look like. And my message from the Wubu Teachers Club that advocates for the spiritual development, for all things woo-woo, for all things uplifting teachers in relation to manifestation. And ultimately with the aim of making students like Mary have a better school experience with teachers who are conscious, who are vibrating at a high level, who are able to manifest amazing things in their life and actually are in front of them, teaching them, because they are in a place where they want to be, as opposed to the teachers who they may be used to, who are gloomy, who are grumpy, who don't want to be there and who are looking for the fastest route out. What have I actually got to be embarrassed about? 
And it became very apparent that my inner teenager was still very rampant, was still very much self-aware, low self-confidence, low self-esteem, and is triggered by people who I dem who I felt were talking about me. That is the biggest gift that I could have is the awareness. And the awareness, as you know, is the first stage of the new generation educators method, becoming aware. You can't move forward with an issue or to attract things you want in your life or to address trauma or resistance or blockages if you are not aware of them. So in that moment, Mary, without realizing, handed me a gift. Let's, let's dig in a little bit more about this. This year, I have said that I am trying to manifest a large community of Wubu teachers who want to grow spiritually, who want to have a unique relationship with their higher self, who want to feel aligned and abundant and as though they are working in their purpose. I cannot grow a community, be a magnet for people who think like me and who have a similar mission to me, if I am hiding, if I am not willing to be visible, if I am not prepared for people to Google my name, I realized that without realizing, I was actually hiding. I did have this really big goal to grow my community, but that is impossible to happen if I don't show up more if I don't open up myself visibly online, maybe more energetically, if I'm constantly prepared to hide, then the people who really do need my services, my support, who really are yearning for something different, a different way of thinking, of feeling, of believing, that cannot be done with somebody who's hiding. So I need to work on the part of me that's shy. I need to work on the part of me that would prefer to hide, would prefer to show up a little bit because it's easier that way. And I need to work on the fact that the messenger was Mary, but the message was from my ego. Without knowing, my ego needed to have a flashlight torch highlighting a part of me where I had resistance. And that, my friends, is the true lesson, is the true gift. Where is it that maybe in your life you are coming up with resistance? And the resistance might be because of the messenger. But because of that, you may be missing the message. Where in your life might your ego be trying to protect the small inner child, the inner teen, your younger self, from what you deem is harmful? Where in your life can there be a flashlight on a part of you that needs to be dealt with, addressed, so that you can get a breakthrough and actually transform a part of you that is so desperate to move forward, not just for your benefit, for the collective benefit. 
for the benefit of your family, of your students, of your community, of your generations to come. How profound. I, I would like to take this moment now to offer up some heartfelt gratitude. As much as that girl pissed me off on Friday and really caused some discomfort in my body and my emotions and blah, blah. I really, really, really have to give gratitude for the fantastic, amazing, soul-led teachers, mentors, friends, colleagues that I am able to be surrounded by who come into my corner to support me. And this is the moment where I'm going to publicly say thank you to my cousin, Denise Hinkson Lawrence. What an amazing, incredible human being. She had saw my story on Instagram about this and straight away with no hesitation, she called me. Now she lives literally thousands of miles away. She lives in America, I'm in the UK. We met in Jamaica by marriage. I'm mar my husband is married to her husband. And she is just a source of light without even knowing. Of course, I tell her thank you, but I don't know if I fully articulate the mentorship, the encouragement, the advocacy that she gives to me. She's also a teacher, but she has, she encouraged me so much when I started this podcast. She encouraged me so much. It's, she's just a source of light and positivity and encouragement, but also keeps it real, you know? One of those people who just call a spade a spade and it's just so much good intentions for you with no looking for benefit for herself. So Denise, my sweet, my darling, I'm so grateful for you. And I want to use my public platform to just shout out, pay homage to, pay gratitude to you and everything you've done to me up until this point and always looking out for me. I really, really do appreciate you and I love you. And my beautiful people, that is a wrap. Wishing you an incredible February, an incredible month of love. And I look forward to meeting you all again this time next week. Bye for now. Do you want to start your school day in alignment, feeling positive without waking up with yesterday's stress? Yes? Well, I have the perfect free gift for you. Click the link in my show notes, enter your name and email, and I will personally deliver to you my 12-minute Overwhelm Eraser. Thanks again for tuning into this episode of the Woo Woo Teachers Club. If you found anything valuable, be sure to leave a review with your biggest takeaway. You can also share this with the teacher you care about so other teachers like us can stop suffering with overwhelm at school and change the paradigm so that they too can live a fulfilling life even in school. Don't forget to follow us on social media using the information in the show notes. And until next time, peace, love and woo-woo stuff.